Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail, and I'm glad you're listening. And today, we have a special guest on the program, Brian Kotat. Say hi, Brian. Hello. Why don't you share with the people a little bit about what you do and what your life was like growing up, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, currently, I'm a custom home builder, so we do high-end design and build for clients all over West Michigan, Northern Michigan. Um, So that's a passion of mine. I grew up on a family farm. Um, fourth generation is what I would be or am. Um, so developed a good worth, work ethic and relationship with my family growing up on the farm. They have a family business, so I got to learn the entrepreneur world, you know, growing up and, you know, understood that you could follow your dreams and chase them with the right tools and network of people supporting you. Basically, started working on the farm, working in my parents' garden center. They have a greenhouse slash farm market, so they raise and grow produce um, and also have a greenhouse business for your plants and perennials and that kind of stuff. So that's where I developed my green thumb um, as being in that background. I got one of those, too, because my first job was working in Hamilton, Michigan at Marv Copper's Greenhouse. I actually, he taught me about plants and about, and I took care of the entire uh, greenhouse when he was gone, even learned about boilers. I learned about climbing on glass roofs. Now I want to tell you that's tricky. (laughs) (laughs) Climbing on a glass roof is tricky. But uh, yeah, so it sounds like you had an interesting uh, time growing up. Was your family a family of faith then? Were your mom and dad believers? Absolutely. Um, Actually, both sides, my father and mother grew up in a a Christian household and, you know, they were involved with the church heavily as well as their parents. So that's kind of trickled, you know, in my childhood as well. They're the youth pastor or they're the youth leaders in our church. Um, So, you know, they've always had a leadership role and been a good example for my sister and myself. And, you know, we were heavily involved in Bible studies and youth group and, you know, going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And, you know, the Bible, I've dug into it many times and, you know, read about it and definitely believed in my childhood that there was a God and he was Jesus Christ and he was our Savior. Uh, so I understood the meaning of Christmas and Easter and why we celebrate that. Um, and it's when I came into my, you know, teenage years, I started exploring, you know, more of myself. And then you get exposed to other people with different beliefs and different mindsets and um, different livelihoods and the way they grew up. So that's when you start kind of, for me, identifying there's other ways and people weren't as, in my opinion, as blessed as I was to be surrounded by that and been, had that seed planted in me at an early you know, stage. Yeah, I had the seed planted in me early, but I even knew that when I got older, though, I had to say, why do I believe what I believe? Is it because I was taught it or is it because I really honestly believe it? Because I think sometimes we can have a little crisis of faith as we start maturing and getting into our 20s, figuring out what life is really about. So did you have any, uh, you grew up in a good home, a good home of faith and prayer and Bible study. Was there any challenges for you growing up? Did you come into any challenges in business or any time in your life where you needed some healing? Not when I was younger, probably not until, you know, my mid-20s, upper thir- or mid to upper 20s when I started my own venture starting my own businesses and so what was that share about your 20s all right so in my 20s 
Well, for one, I decided I wanted to find a different way for me as far as lifestyle. I wanted time and money. So growing up in the farm, there wasn't a ton of time. Not a lot of money. Not a, not a lot of money, but we did well. I mean, my family did well, and they were able to always provide. But, um, you know, and obviously there's all the shiny stuff out there that today, because I'm a man of faith, I know that Satan puts out there to distract us. So I was chasing those. I'll admit that in my 20s. And so I went out, started my own construction company, also started my own aquatic business, um, just because I didn't know what I wanted to do 100%. So I threw everything on the table, started two companies side by side, and ran them out five five years to see which one would supply the best lifestyle for me, time and money, and um, ended up going with, obviously, custom home building because it gives me freedom. It allows me to you know, change my schedule on, be there for my family, do personal things, and still have a good livelihood and provide for my family. Um, as far as my faith, though, the Bible, you know, there's a lot of religions, a lot of beliefs out there, and a lot of, you know, other books that are created like the Bible, but the Bible now I know is the truth and the only truth. Right. Um, but I found my faith as far as to be able to throw myself over the fence and not walk it through my aquatic business, studying coral reefs and God's creation. So by identifying God's, or by identifying creation and understanding that it's done by design, not by chance, and not by evolution or, you know, adaptation, those things come into play, but there is a creator of all things. And so that got me intrigued on studying more of what we see every day, including ourselves and our, our own bodies and how amazing that creation really is, that it just can't happen. Just like a simple water bottle that's next to me. I didn't see anybody make it, but I know it was created. Oh, absolutely. Somebody had to and create it. Yeah, and that's pretty simple compared to the body and everything else that's out there in creation right before our eyes that the Bible teaches. You know, so for me, I was connected as far as knowing there is a creator through his creation, just like an architect and a developing a home. Um, and then it got me intrigued and gave me the hunger to learn about God and who he is and what my responsibilities are to my creator. And that's when I dug back into the Bible. Um, but backing up a little bit, I also had the economic crash, you know, that happened. Oh, yeah which nearly took down both of my businesses. I was able to sell one and get out clean. And the other one, I just jumped onto a bigger wagon, and here I am today and still riding that train, which is great. It's been a blessing. But knowing that I wasn't in control was the other factor that I needed in my creator to live a happy, fulfilled life and have hope. Uh, Because I wasn't in control, and I see in the world today especially, we know we're not in control. we, We need a bigger you know, being out there, which I know is God now, through the Bible and through his creation, how everything aligns. And it's the only religion I could find that really does align. That's when I kind of hit rock bottom as well, is the economy, you know, with the recession tanked, which was starting to tank my business, which I started I had to sell stuff to survive. And that's when I fell into a major depression, develop anxiety, which is a whole new element for me and experience, because it's like, I've been the happiest, most upbeat person my whole childhood through my mid-20s, and then all of a sudden it's like, what's this new feeling I'm feeling? I don't I don't get this at all. <laughs> so I ended up, you know, I had an ego. I'm a male, young male, so at that time. So you you feel like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I can get through this. I can fight it on my own, and, and I couldn't. So the symptoms kept coming and coming, kept been, you know, they're developing and becoming stronger. 
where I was uncomfortable long-term, which was starting to affect my family, mm-hmm. that's when I reached out to my doctor, uh, my family doctor. It was like, I, I need, something's going on. I haven't experienced this before, so I need to come in and get checked out and see what my options are. Um, so when I went into the doctor's office, first thing they did is they came in and said, we'd like to pray for you, which, you know, that was kind of a shocker because I was on my <laughs> journey <laughs> looking for my faith. And so that was the first you know step when I came in there. Well, it's also a shock that a doctor wants to pray with you. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes. What yes. is this in medicine? What's this prayer thing going on? Right. right. Absolutely. So they went through the normal procedures that everybody's been through, you know, as far as blood pressure and all that, checking things out, asking questions, checking the charts for background, you know, history. And then at the end, um, they asked me if I'd be open to spiritual care consultants and as far as visiting a consultant. I was like, well, that's kind of odd, but yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, anything that can work to get rid of these symptoms, I'm game to try it at that point. So they introduced me to Gail Kratt, who I'm now good friends with, have a long relationship with. Um, that's me, if you don't know. Yeah, that's that's the man over there. <laughs> right, the man is Jesus. So <laughs> well, we know yeah. the real healer is Jesus. So, yep. uh, you know, I mean, it's it's the work of God when you see the Lord touch a life you know you had no part of it except for being a conduit. So go ahead, share right. more of your story. You're doing great. Yeah, so the first meeting, you know, I met Gail, and I was skeptical, obviously, just like everybody probably is at, you know, first meeting, meeting a consultant that you don't think you need, but you really do. Um, but he answered a lot of questions that nobody had been able to answer as far as my pastors in the past, youth pastors, parents, whatever, um, other relationships, but it's because of his knowledge of you know the bible and his walk with faith and the wisdom that god has blessed him with because of his hunger well and i love questions to be honest with right. you questions <clears throat> if i don't if i can't answer a question the first thing i'm going to do is go to the bible and go to the lord and ask him to help me if i don't know an answer to something i'm not going to pretend i do because you know people know when you're snowing oh, yeah. you know and you're not when you're just blowing snow they know about that they know what that's like so actually, I loved it when you came in and say, hey, I got questions about God, questions about faith. Man, that's great. A lot of, And I think sometimes pastors might be challenged by that. And, and for me, a, a journey of reading through the Bible, I think I'm working on my 19th time. And what I'll tell you is how much I don't know, right. even after all that study. So, so your journey goes on. You're getting your questions answered. And? Yep. Well, and after the first session, it it gave me the hunger to come back. So the second session, because I was obviously kind of frightened by all the symptoms I was experiencing, the second session, they brought me a printout of all the symptoms of anxiety and depression, you know, and, and how many people suffer that. And that came from, you know, another institution that is well known in our, in the state of Michigan that treat people and a lot of times they're treating them medically instead of spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I liked the part that developing your faith, being filled with the Holy Spirit once you dive in, it, it really does help where like I I could cold turkey, which I don't recommend, but getting off of the antidepressant medis- medication I was on. I just wanna say as we talk about antidepressants, we I wanna give a disclaimer because we always recommend that you just don't quit your medications, but that you work with your doctor as you get better to get off 
medications because of some of the side effects you can experience. And so uh, medications can be a bridge to a better place. But we know that if you take the medication but you don't deal with the issue, you still have it. And so you're going on in your faith. You're getting your questions answered. And then what's what's happening after that? Well, then you have that hunger to build that relationship with God, Jesus. And that's what's been a blessing for me because, yes, I have fear, but I really don't have any fear in the secular world as far as fear of death and fear of you know getting fired from a job or getting hurt because I know God's walking with me because I, I really focus daily on walking with God even though I'm not perfect and I still sin. But just having him in my heart, in my mind at all times when I'm thinking through how I want to operate in business and my family life, I know that I'm walking the walk with God and thinking about that every minute of my daily walk. And that's where you kind of get rid of that fear. It's like God's bigger than everything because he's created everything. And he, can, exactly. and he can fix things. Maybe not always the way we want to fix them, but long term I've learned too that he's always put me in a better place by me, I'm, even though I'm an impatient person, by being patient because I had to wait for the doors to open. Wow, patience is hard, man. Yes, but I tell you, life is absolutely amazing walking daily with God, even when there's a problem hitting you right in the face. And it's actually, to me, it's almost fun now because I know I'm going to get through it from my past experiences I've had that I thought it was the end of the world and I was at rock bottom, but I've gotten through it. Like today, it's like I can't even believe how I reacted back then where I thought it was the end of the world. (laughs) <laughs> because it really wasn't that big a deal. Well, the fi- <laughs> see, when you go into a financial crash and your businesses are going down, that's your livelihood. Then that's where the enemy comes in with the fear and depression, man. That's his perfect inroad to get you to start doubting, to get you to worry, to get you to fear. That That's just a perfect thing for way for him to work. That's a, just an inroad. So, yes, I've known you for many years, and you have... Uh, really changed and transformed and you're still growing in your faith absolutely well like you said you know no one is perfect right and for the you know maybe there's business owners that are listening to this program as it goes out well if your business is tanking god has a plan and you know if he's closing one door you know he's got another door for you that there's gonna and you know as people say to me Will you please pray for me that I'd have more patience? And I'm like, are you sure you want me to pray that prayer? Because patience is found in the garden of trials. Because we learn patience through the things that we go through. But then when we go through something, it's like you said, Brian, we also learn that God is faithful. That why did I worry so much now that I'm on the other side of it? When you're right in front of it, you know, that's how you see. What would you say to people that are struggling with worry and fear? Maybe their their business is tanking and they're struggling. Well, for one, to seek out, you know, experiences from other people, that's helped me out a lot too. Um, just hearing other people's testimonies, for one. Um, I've listened to a lot of, spir- you know, testimonies on Spiritual Care's website just so I can be a better advocate, advocate for people in my network I meet that are going through a struggle that I haven't been through, but at least now I can relate to them because I've heard other testimonies and how they got through it that I can pour hope into them mm-hmm. by directing them to spiritual care or another testimony. You know, interesting, the scripture says, God will repay you for all the years the locusts have eaten. 
God has a way of going back in times where you've had misery and redeeming it, bringing healing and making your misery down the road, your ministry, wind up after you've received healing and strength. Now you're helping others that have went through the same thing. I bet you're doing that now, aren't you? Absolutely. Helping a lot of, are you helping a lot of people right now? Absolutely. And I think that's why people call me and unload, even strangers, they just, they see my culture or my character, I guess, on the willingness to slow down my life to listen to theirs and actually care, not just, you know, forget about it and try to be a solution to their problem. But that's what a lot of people have came to me is like, why does everybody spill their guts to you? It's like, because I slow down and listen to them and nobody will slow down and listen to people. And that's what we need to be doing right now. Well, at the end of the day, you can't take anything to heaven with you, but other people. Right. And when people come to us and they're in crisis or they're having a hard time, that is a perfect opportunity for us to pray with them and to see God do miracles on their behalf and to help them in their faith, right? Right. So, you know, why don't you lift up a prayer for people that are struggling right now with their business or maybe they're in financial failure or financial hardship. Maybe they've experienced, because many people during this time that we're in in the world right now have experienced losing jobs or biz- losing their business. This has gone on right now. This is a big part of what's happening in the world today. So you want to lift up a prayer for that? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and just ask that you uh, pour more light into the darkness today. Obviously, this world needs it. Um, help people, to, or fill the people, the your people, with the Holy Spirit so they can reflect that into other people's lives. Be a good listener. Help them find solutions. Um, give them a helping hand to lead them to a maybe another party that can help them out that's, you know, been through the same situation. Um, but right now we just really need a lot of connectors, uh, Father. And we just help the, ask that you give us your wisdom, uh, pour your Holy Spirit into our lives, and so we can do that for others and just be the light in the darkness. Um, I guess uh, I just thank you very much for the blessings that you've given my family and our hometown and ask that you carry that on throughout the world. In your name we pray, amen. You know, as you were praying, I was thinking how many people, when everything, they lose everything, they think about suicide. Right. And I just want to say to you today, if you thought about suicide, don't do it. It's not the answer. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. I'm going to tell you who are listening today, you're going to make it through to the other side. But if you need to talk to someone, I have the suicide prevention hotline right here. I want to give it to you. It's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And if you have gone through a uh, financial crash, you're losing your business, you're losing your home, I'm going to pray that the Lord would show you where to go to get some wisdom. You need to go to someone maybe that has been through the same thing you're going through and ask them, how did you make it through? Who helped you? What were the keys of getting through to the other side? And I I just want to encourage you not to isolate yourself, but to connect yourself with people that have gone through, people that are successful. Right, Brian? Would you say that's... Are you connecting yourself with people that are successful? Absolutely. Yeah, I know that you listen to a lot of books and CDs and 
you know, you're filling your mind, right, with with successful believers that are that are doing things for the kingdom, right? Absolutely. So, uh, so if you're out there today and you're struggling with all that, uh, you you might not be able to see your way your way forward. Maybe you're like, man, I don't think God has a plan for me now. I think it's too late. If you're living and breathing and listening to me, God still has that plan, and it's still available to you. I love Jeremiah thirty-three three. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great unsearchable things you know not of. You might not know what the next step are. You might not know what the door is that you need to go through, but there is a door that's going to come up, and God's going to get you through this, Brian. Do you have any last words of encouragement you want to say to people that are struggling today? Absolutely. Um, One of the biggest things, because I experienced it personally, is when you're on the top of what you feel is your mountain and it crashes down, just accept the humility that you think you're going to get feel, um, be humble and reach out because I tell you what, the next mountain that you climb is going to be much more higher, much more sound, and you'll be much more happy. And your test right now could save a life because it's somebody it's your testimony. That's going to maybe save somebody else's life. That's going through that same struggle. So look at that struggle as an asset. Don't look at it as a failure because that's the way I started. And now I look back and it's like, oh my gosh, that was the biggest blessing in my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, Psalm 23 said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So we can't live on the mountaintop. Valleys come, but remember, what do we find in the valley? Streams of living water. And who is the living water? Jesus. He is the living water. So... Did you have anything else you wanted to add there, Brian? Nope. Other than life is good, so make sure you live it. Well, I just want to encourage you to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Never, if you feel like you've been knocked down, hear my voice today like the voice of the Lord speaking to you. Get back up. Because you might be down, but you're not out. You might feel like you're down, but God has a plan. Romans eight twenty eight. All things can work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So never give up. There's hope on the other side of crisis, and God will see you through to the other side because he is the God of the impossible. I want to thank you today for tuning in to Healing Begins and just listening. I want to thank our generous sponsor today because without sponsors, programs would not be possible. I want to thank Family Tree Medical of Hastings for sponsoring this program today. And listen, I hope that Brian's testimony will inspire you to keep going. And I just want to say, may God keep you, bless you. May God cause his peace to shine upon you. And may he give you his peace. And remember, in all situations, he is with you because he is the God of the impossible. Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are not a church, but a healing ministry based out of a doctor's office, and my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson. 
Maybe you're looking for a chance to donate somewhere. You have some money and you'd like to make a donation. Well, we are a great place to donate. Go to our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com and click on Donate, or you can make your checks out to Spiritual Care Consultants and mail them to Spiritual Care Consultants, 1375 West Green Street, Suite 1, Hastings, Michigan, 49058. Most of all, I want to thank you for your prayers and all your support, and I want to say thank you for listening to Healing Begins.